Hello, hello, world, and welcome to the third episode of Buzzy Oki. I'm your co-host. My name is Michael Samaka. And I'm your other co-host. I'm Jess Peterson. Wait a minute. No, you're not. Wait a minute. Who who is this? Yeah, who? who Michael, who did we bring on the pod? I don't know. That's a very good question. Who the hell are you? Hey. <laughs> hey guys, calm down. Calm down. Alright, so hey guys, I'm a new voice on the pod. I'm Ellie Han. And I'm Jess's and Michael's friend, obviously. Yeah. So. And our yeah. artistic director. You know that super dope gif that y'all are like watching as you listen to this? Or you saw when you clicked on it, Ellie uh, made that for us. And apparently it's really easy, but you know, not a lot of people know how to do easy things like Michael and I. Exactly. <laughs> so that's well, why we know Ellie's how to so... podcast, so that's all that matters. Okay. Right? That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So we are very lucky to have Ellie on the show with us today because the three of us went to a concert. And that concert was Waxahachi at or the Beat Kitchen. Waxahachi? Waxahachi. Or just Waxa. Yeah. If you like to keep things simple. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know, Waxahachi is the um, musical project of Katie Crutchfield. Mm. And she's been doing it for a couple of years now. And some of her uh, albums have been critically acclaimed. Uh, recently, she released, uh, what was her new album called? Oh. Ivy Trip. Ivy Trip yeah. in 2015. And it's like and this super dope picture of her like in the forest. And like the leaves are like in fall time. And she's just like at this serious like mean mug and you're like oh Mm -hmm. i don't want to mess with you exactly no it's it's a cool picture it's like you would almost call it like a punk picture Mm. keep going we're gonna get that later (laughs) but yeah so she released that in 2015 it got a lot of critical acclaim from my least favorite website pitchfork (laughs) and um so yeah we saw them and we're here today to tell you of what we thought about them going off of the pitchfork thing uh i was reading an article about her waiting in the train station for Ellie and Michael, just because we're all from different suburbs, but still, like, Mm -hmm. close enough where we can meet up and go see a show in Chicago. But it was this cool, like, story of how... um, I guess not a cool story. She had a really cool reaction to this one kid who was just, like, in the audience. And, like, even at the Beat Kitchen, it's, like, a smaller venue. Like, you basically know everyone who's in there. Like, not a big stadium concert. But uh, this kid was just, like, in the back shot, like, you're so hot. Oh, my God, you're so hot. So she, like, bent down on stage to, like, talk to him and be like, hey, like, listen, you just, like, can't do that to people, whatever. And he thought he was, like, she was trying to kiss him. And then she was just like, yo, like, slow your roll. And, like, it just went into how, like, you know, like, dudes think that they have this, like, privilege just to, like, seduce women and, like, blah, blah, blah. And that if, like, a lady is trying to talk to you after you're being super rude, that, yeah, like, it's probably because she's totally into you, even though you were super rude. But, like, that's just how you get girls, right? And just her being, like, super on point about that. So, yeah, yeah. I was kind of into her character a little bit. No, yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. And I never really, like, I don't know, I guess it makes sense and it's not really surprising, but I've never really, like, thought of that aspect of being, like, a prominent female musician. Right, where you just get heckled for Exactly, and it's lady. like, I'm a dude, and it's like, you know, I don't really think about that stuff, I mm-hmm. guess. It's just, so I like, guess that sucks. Yeah, not all attention is good attention. Yeah. Don't catcall people. No, do not catcall. Just objectify them while they're playing awesome music, and you're like, "By the way, I like would totally like get with you." You know, like she's doing a lot of cool things, and it's not just her body or what she looks like. Exactly. I'll get off my soapbox, LA. What do you think? I feel like that's really good as a starting musician to like not just go with what the crowd wants and like give people what they want in general. And I think. I really hope that as she t- continues to grow as an artist, that she keeps her opinions, keeps putting them out there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. 
But um, let's focus on the concert itself now. <laughs> so uh, actually, the article that you uh, mentioned, that, didn't they call them punk? <laughs> well, I believe that they called them <laughs> punk. Sorry, and, mosquito. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, we're outside recording the right mosquito. now. Yeah, we're at the we're by a lake by Jess's church. Willow it's Creek. a really big church yeah. in Palatine, Illinois. It's actually in Barrington, but Barrington, Illinois. Close. They have the same few letters. No, they don't. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're outside. A mosquito just buzzed in my ear. But the article called their music indie rock DIY punk. So so I told this to Michael right when he arrived, and he was like, Psh, "What did you say, Michael?" I, they're they're not punk i'm sorry <laughs> she does not make punk music ellie <laughs> i'm gonna go with somewhat diy punk i'm not an expert on the genre but definitely would say it's not pure indie Mm-hmm. but i mean like i don't know i haven't i haven't really listened to her stuff extensively i think i listened to ivy trip like once last year when it first came out but um i was listening to her on the l the, the day of the concert, and I just, you know, first impressions was not punk, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I have an outdated definition of punk, but when I think of punk, I think of, like, I don't know, like, the offspring, stuff like that, you know, like, tons of distortion, tons of power chords, screaming, <laughs> and, you know, she doesn't, she didn't really have that, and, like, in her music, in her recorded music, and I don't think she had that in her performance, either. But, I would add, this is just the, like, how I made sense of it, or just the term DIY punk, which is, like, for any of you Pinterest friends out there, you know you could do DIY basically anything nowadays, and that doesn't mean you get exactly what sh- the instructions told you would happen. <laughs> so <laughs> DIY is, like, a loose, like, generalization almost, so it's not like she's punk, or, like, this is punk music, but, like, DIY is, like, her own spit on it. And the kind of person I believe Katie Crutchfield is, is somebody who it's, like, yeah, like, I'll appreciate the beauty and things, you know, like, indie rock, soundtrack, let me pick some flowers, yada, 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 like, and just have a good time, appreciate the world that I'm living in. But also, if you try to, like, cross her or, like, step too close to, you know, someone she loves or, like, you know, like, the whole feminism thing or, like, things that she's, like, passionate about, she will, like, throw a rock at you or, you know, like, she'll, she won't just, like, let that happen. So that's where I get the DIY punk edge. Like, pick a flower, throw a stone, protect the things she cares about. And that whole DIY thing is something that really stood out to me about Kitty Crutchfield. I feel like the thing that stuck out to me the most was as I was, like, staring at her because there really wasn't much else to look at yeah. at the beach <laughs> kitchen. Um, I noticed that her dress had, like, a very, like, symmetrical grid pattern to it, but there were two lines that were coming off of it, and it almost looked like a mistake, but then I thought about how intentional she seemed with everything else she did. Mm. And it seemed like maybe she even made that dress herself. So I feel like, yeah, honestly, she just, she really makes herself in the world purely out of what she wants to be. And isn't really a, she's a product of other things, but I don't know. You guys feel what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. And um, something I just thought of is uh, I interviewed Patrick Stickles, I think that was his name, <laughs> of, um, sorry, what? It's just a cool name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, of Titus and Geronicus, which is, oh. I would definitely call them a punk band. And I, he, their new album, The Most Lamentable Tragedy, was, um, it's like a f- punk opera. And so I was asking him about that, and it's like, why, why did you do that? And he, he had a very broad definition of punk. Mm. He said that punk was all about, like, just freedom and, like, doing what you want exactly. with rock yes. music. And I definitely think that she does it that way. 
maybe it's just a the definition of punk has like evolved over the past couple of years. I think punk at its core though is like I remember going to like my first pop punk concert, which was seeing the Wonder Wheels. Actually, I think at a venue in Naperville. Funny no enough, way. but um. My brother and his friends are giving me shit for, like, these combat boots that I wore. And they're like, it's not like a country concert, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Mr. Marturano, who was, like, the kid's dad's name that we were with. And I was just like, everyone's, like, bothering me. Totally, like, I can do whatever I want. And he was like, Jesse, like, a true punk doesn't care what other people say. That's how you'll be pop punk. Just you can't care about what other people are talking about. And then you just keep doing what you're doing. And that's how to, that's how you do it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, yeah, Katie I totally... is definitely doing that, and like the whole like sweet, but also I'm mm-hmm. not gonna let you walk all over me and doing their own sound. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And her performance, you know, I thought she had a lot of energy. Yeah, um, kind of moving away, I guess. From punk yeah. argument. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> so you know, agree to disagree. I guess alternate sure. definitions, all that good stuff. If someone calls themselves punk, I don't think you want to argue with them because yeah. they'll probably show you, prove to you why they're punk, <laughs> and maybe that's not a spot you want to be in. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's cool. It's just like because music is music, you know, and like it shouldn't be by the book or like yeah. this is how to make a punk band. This, yeah, this, this, sh- this, and th- like, like check them off. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to like music. Shouldn't have a label. I would say. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this is punk. The whole this thing. This is associated with everything else. No, that's, you know, it's art. You can't, like, bunch art into, like, things unless it's, like, photography versus, like, drawing. Yeah. Taking out the creative side of it is what would ruin it. Exactly. So that's, like, top 40 radio station, you know? But not like it's ruined. I was really jamming hard to Love Yourself by Justin Bieber at the pool the other day. So I was like, oh, it, it was a jam. Honestly, but, pillow talk is one of my guilty pleasures lately. Yeah. But yeah. How about you, Michael? Guilty pleasures? He won't guilty confess. Guilty pleasures. Huh. <laughs> Driving I, slow at work. I don't know. If, <laughs> what? He's a Jimmy Just thinks I drive guy. too quickly. He does. I do not. I drive very conservatively and near the speed limit. <laughs> near the speed limit? Near the speed limit. But in a way that will make you nervous. Within 20% of the speed limit. E. Econ. <laughs> that's not whatever back to the concert back to what we're focusing on the concert so her performance <laughs> i thought her performance was really good she definitely had a ton of energy and um what was interesting too is that the opener was actually allison crutchfield her sister her twin yeah. sister so we were we were thinking like beforehand like i wonder if they're related because you know like crutchfield that's yeah. not like that common, common of a name, name. <laughs> and it turned out yeah they were twin sisters and what was cool was she actually joined her um Allison joined Katie on stage for the main set. For a walk. And she was, yeah. I think she was playing bass or something. And I, I mean, that's cool, you know, like, just having a band with your siblings, that's kind of the dream, yeah. you know? Yeah, they had a moment where, like, I think Katie, like, fumbled a chord or something, and then she just kind of, like, looked over at her sister, and I just, like, shared this, like, smile and, like, super cute sister moment, like, for anyone who has siblings, you know, there's, like, the terrible, terrible moments, you're like, ugh. I can't believe we're related. Oh, my God. But then there's also the, like, yeah, like, I got your back. Or, like, let's just do something together. And that was sweet to witness. I thought so. Yeah. A little bit of sweetness in the DIY punk set. You know. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta balance it out. Even punks have a spot. spot. Soft. Soft spot. <laughs> Soft Sorry. Spot. I'm incapable of speaking today. Clearly. <laughs> Ellie, what do you think about sisters? Honestly, it made me wish that my sister and I made a band, so maybe that'll happen one, <laughs> yeah. day. one day. And I'll be talking about you on the pod. Yeah, for sure. Don't I'll let do your dreams be dreams. <laughs> exactly. 
inspirational um, speech. Also, <laughs> yeah, uh, this also reminded me, it was uh, last year at Summerfest, um, we were waiting, I don't remember who, for who, but we were waiting for someone to come on, so me and my friends just kind of like went around, and we found this band called The Hunts, hmm. and it was literally just these like seven siblings Oh, all in a band and like they just they had so much fun you know their music was pretty chill it was kind of poppy you know i'm not you guys know me i'm not really a pop Mm -hmm. guy but you know you just appreciate the fact yeah no i can appreciate the fact that they were family and they were having they were having fun that's what music is about you know it's not about making money it's not about like doing that crap it's about having fun you know and they were having so much fun Ooh, ellie ask me about my cool epiphany that i had during the concert jess can you tell me about that cool (laughs) epiphany you had Yes, and it was that. Well, okay, I'm writing a post about this soon, so guys, stay tuned for it. Maybe oh, Jack preview. can hyperlink it. But mm. it's about how <laughs> I unintentionally went to a concert every weekend of June, and that's just because you know when it's springtime, she's like, "Oh, you want to go to the show with me?" And I'm like, "Heck yeah, I do!" And you don't realize all these dates are right after another. They're just like, "I'm free," and like that's fine. Anyways, um. So I'd seen, like, 21 Pilots, Florence, Picnic with Ellie, which we'll go into after this epiphany. But uh, all, like, pretty big, large-scale shows. Or, like, the Tinley Park Amphitheater is, or, like, the Hollywood Casino, I guess it's called. Yeah. A very large venue. And that was, like, what every one of the artists said. Because Picnic was, like, a bunch of shows in one day, like a festival. Um, and Florence was just, like... There's so many people here, and we're like, yeah, Florence, we love you, but... Anyways, the Beat Kitchen, tiny venue in comparison. Super tiny. And the cool epiphany I had was that, you know, it doesn't have to be about the money or, like, playing at a very large scale, you know, like, site for, like, hundreds of people. It could be, like, 10 people. It could be 30. If you made something and get to perform it for people who come because they enjoy listening to it, I think that has to be, like, the most rewarding thing as a musician. Yeah. And I used to play the clarinet, but besides that, I'm not very <laughs> musically inclined. And, like, found, like, joy in playing the clarinet and being, like, in high school band, but it's got to be totally different when you're writing your own stuff, putting it together, rehearsing it, and, like, okay, like, I just want to make this good, recording it, people listen to it out of their own, like, choosing, you know, and then we'll come and see you and be, like, I wanted to be here, and, like, look, now we're here together, and just have that. I thought that was so cool. That's what I realized in the Beat Kitchen. I was like, good for you, Crutchfield family. Yeah. <laughs> Killing it. For sure. I have a couple comments about that, actually. Right. I remember, um, this is going on to other concerts a bit, at 21 Pilots, um, Tyler had a moment with the audience, and he was just, like, telling us about how he was really proud of, like, the entire concert basically because all of these songs he had basically written when he was like you know prepubescent like mm-hmm. d- dorky little boy sitting yeah. in his bedroom like writing down like pure feelings raw thoughts um michael hmm? pretty pretty impressive you know raw talent you know right there. um we'll but, we'll uh, get into that later we'll get the rage later this is preview like a, yeah like there, there will be time. rage there will be rage okay. trust me <laughs> If you guys ever wanted to hear me ranting, this is your episode. <laughs> the safe word is peaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If you're listening to this and think Michael is yelling too much, just say peaches to yourself and maybe he'll stop. Keep maybe. Yelling, Ellie. Yeah, but either way, like, even in a huge concert at the Allstate Arena where there were literally hundreds of people and, like, I couldn't even see Tyler except for when he was a little blob on the stage or mm-hmm. up on the big screen, he had this intimate moment where he's like, you know what, 
like these songs have come a long way and the fact that I can perform it in front of hundreds of people and it touches just as many people deeply as it did like for myself and like a couple of friends back when I wrote it is like a huge deal yeah you know and then the other thing let's see if I can remember oh yeah just like the fact that artists when they perform a song can look out into the crowd if it's a small venue or people really up close to them and see a few people singing along even if it's a new song Mm -hmm. that always means a lot to them I know a couple artists on the side stage who weren't really big yet said that and they were like you know what you guys are cool like that means a lot to us so I bet Allison Crutchfield had a couple of those moments yeah I mean that's always a line that they're out there like it's so cool watching people like sing the words back to you and it just I guess took me being in that small of a venue after seeing shows all of June to be like I bet that is really cool like in a space where the lights aren't that crazy and you can actually like see the faces of your audience and be like we're very close to just being like like a floor show you know where you're on the same level and it's just like here we are just sharing something we made with you guys and it's just a it mm-hmm. was a cool realization yeah no it's definitely a much more personal feel i think i i prefer smaller concerts because like you can get closer and stuff and it's just you know i don't know it kind of humanizes the performers mm-hmm. in a way because if you're like in this giant like venue like, uh, for the thing in Tingley Park, I went to Picnic last year, and it's just, we were so far away from the yeah. guy, and it's like, how, how do you really, like, form, like, a personal connection with him, like, despite your music, uh, despite the music? Um, so, I don't, I don't know, I love these small venues, um, that was one of the smaller venues I've been to, um, I think what kind of, like, goes off of your point, though, is I saw the smallest venue I've ever been to, I think, was uh, Lincoln Hall when I saw Into It Over It. <laughs> and they, um, I don't know, Evan Weiss is from Chicago, and he was just so, he was so appreciative of every single thing. Like, he's pretty much had this monologue, and he's like, like, I could never have dreamed for this to happen. He's, like, a full-time musician. He, like, he, he is a musician. He's living his dream. And just, like, seeing him be so appreciative, I'm sure that Katie Crushfield is the same way. And, you know, it's not about, like, playing in a giant venue, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Jess said, if, like, if your music can touch even, like, one person, yeah. I would say that that's worth it. Me too. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so. like, there's all the drawbacks to making it big. Like, you become, like, quote-unquote sellout, and that's just because, mm-hmm. like, when you have a fan base that wide and are getting paid all this money to do these gigs, it's like, how would you... Like, how hard do you think that is, like, not let it go to your head, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're, like, people are basically, like, idolizing you. Like, yeah. I was telling Michael about um, my friend who I interviewed, and she camped out for 21 Pilots at 5.45 on Saturday morning when the show started at 8 p.m. on Sunday. And she's like, yeah. I'd say it's pretty close to idolatry, but, like, you know, I had a good time. I was like, well, that's good. But just things like that, like, if you're a band and you know that people are, like, willing to do that for you, it's like, hard to stay I can imagine it's super hard to stay humble all the time like for regular people it's hard to stay humble all the time so mm-hmm. that would be a drawback I think but if you're also like only playing tiny venues your entire music career I could see that getting monotonous mm-hmm. but if you can like preserve that feeling of being like they know it and like if there's not a lot of like a lot of people here they're still here like that's just super cool mm-hmm. yeah and there's there's just so much there's so much money in like when you make it big and there's so much pressure to like continue that kind of success exactly is you kind of have to like appeal to like the lowest common denominator like i don't know i have huge respect for artists that 
like managed to maintain their artistic integrity uh, despite all the pressures of fame and stuff. Pearl Jam, favorite band. They didn't <laughs> do that. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, fame isn't for everyone, you know? True. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ellie, you want to talk Lucius? A or not Lucius. Lucius. I'll talk about Lucius, but picnic a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so Jess and I decided way back when that we were going to meet up for picnic, and it became this awesome plan where we were going to form a bigger squad from our two smaller squads. Yeah. Squad up. Squad up. Squad up. <laughs> and... Uh, Got there a little bit early. Got pretty close to the stage, just like I was three years ago for Twenty One Pilots. And there, the name is again. Yep, yep. It's a trigger. And won't go away. <laughs> Sorry. And yeah, I mean, I'll let Jess say what she thinks about it, but it was pretty much all awesome for me. Like seeing that many bands that I've heard a little bit of, but really getting to know them a lot more personally before I even knew them deeply was a pretty cool experience broods they were awesome that was definitely a highlight the lead singer had a ton of energy mm -hmm. Jess what did you think um well first of all like because there wasn't any band that I was specifically excited for besides Lucius who mm -hmm. they don't play on the radio but the bands are there like the Lumineers and the Strumpellas like was, did Bare Hands perform oh yeah they were okay. good too all of those bands in general were a lot like folkier than I realized or then was, like, showcased just off the, like, singles that they do play on, like, Q101. Mm -hmm. So that that was interesting. Um, it was so hot that day. And there was a part. <laughs> so Ellie was up front, and my group and I came a little bit later, and we were just sitting on this, like, blacktop and, like, cooking. And we were like, ugh. <laughs> the heat. But then when we moved to Luan, it was pretty fun. Um, Lucius is a group who everyone, I think, should go listen to because I was telling this to my friend, I don't think there's another group who's doing music like them the same way right now yeah because they have very like almost like choiry like angelic type voices how i want to describe mm -hmm. it just because you're like wow that sounds like so beautiful um it's two girls who like harmonize and then they have like this indie like sort of band backing them up but um yeah it's gonna say like very harmonic very yeah. like in sync i mean uh -huh. they like coordinated their freaking outfits right the they're just super cute but yeah. also you're like like there's like a groove to it so it's not like oh i want to barf because this is like too cute you're like yeah i could like jam right um and there was recently i think a little bit maybe beginning of june end of may but a bunch of artists released um a grateful dead cover album with like, <laughs> with like sixty something tracks, but Lucius was one of them, and the song Uncle John's Band. If any of you are Grateful Dead fans, uh, they covered it, and it sounds so good, so good. Totally recommend. Even if you don't want to listen to Lucius, listen to that cover. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely do that. Yeah, for sure. I've never heard of Lucius, but the way that you describe them kind of makes me want to it's like intrigued, investigate right? them more. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. Uh, speaking of, like, you kind of said that they're, like, I don't know, it sounded kind of ethereal. Like, yeah. You know, the way it, mm -hmm. you know what I would call ethereal? What? Beach house. Mm, that is the word point. I would describe what, beach you house. Dream and punk or dream? Dream pop. Dream pop. That's what I call beach house. And that's what a lot of people call them. But go, anyway, go so this, <laughs> this week, you know how we always, um, like, share album recommendations. So my recommendation to Jess was Beach House's Teen Dream. 
which was really the album that got Beach House a ton of attention. Came out in 2010, I think. I actually chose this because uh, they play Friday at Pitchfork. Ayo. And at the time, Jess had not bought her tickets to Friday at Pitchfork. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my. <laughs> All right. Uh, that didn't happen. But nope. uh, anyway, so Jess hadn't bought tickets to Friday at Pitchfork. So I'm like, you know, this will make her get hyped. And Ooh. she listened. And she bought tickets. So, you know, it worked. Hopefully. I think I bought my tickets before then. but You know, you don't have to tell me believe, that. Believe what you want, <laughs> yeah. Michael. Of course. Anyway, so <laughs> Teen Dream is probably, I don't know, it's one of my favorite albums of the decade so far, um, even though it barely came out in the decade, January of 2010, I think. But it's just, I don't know, it's such a unique album, I think, because like, it's not, I don't know, I've never listened to Lucius, but like the, the words you do, use to describe them sounds like Beach House, you know. I think of Beach House as like this kind of like, like heavenly thing, like her voice is kind of like... It sounds like they managed to orchestrate it so well, and it, it sounds like something you would hear in like a church. I think you know, like in mm-hmm. a really old church. That would be like the ideal venue for Beach House, <laughs> for me. But um, yeah. So, what do you think of Teen Dream, Jess? Well, first of all, I was like listening to it on the way to Waxa or whatever, coming down the city. Uh, we forgot to dedicate this podcast to our dads. Oh yes! Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> the dads of us three. Because the concert was actually on Father's Day. So we and we all, all bailed early. <laughs> yeah, all and all of our dads, dads were upset. Yeah, and so. we were like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like, yo. Um, but yeah, um, shout out to you guys. You know, you guys we quite literally would not be here without you. Um, quite literally. Yeah. That's right. So, thanks yeah. for listening if you got this far. Yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate we'll, it. We'll put it in the... Jack can put it in the blurb and say yeah, this the is blurb. for the dads. For the dads. <laughs> um, anyways. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered that. Um... I recognized the album artwork, and I was like, oh, it's that, like, cream zebra business, whatever. Because <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. Is it supposed to be a zebra? I've never... I guess it makes sense, because the first track is called Zebra. Hmm. Right. But... That's what it reminded me of. Uh, there was a couple of tracks on there that I was like, I've definitely heard this song before, and been like, I really like this song, but I hear so many of those, and I don't catch the name, and I'm just like, ugh, mm-hmm. burden forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, it was, like, kind of dreamy. It was kind of, like like, lower in the sense that, like, almost, like, mm, like, calming you down, you know? And mm-hmm. I was, like, I'm already pretty tired and going to the city to see the show and I'm going to be standing and, like, <laughs> I need to be a little bit more woke than I'm, like, getting from Beach House. But I did not dislike it. And probably, like, one of the biggest differences between them and Lucius is that Lucius, like, the two ladies harmonizing and Beach House is the one mm-hmm. is harmonizing with herself mm-hmm. for the instruments, whatever. But... yeah. Yeah, very pretty music, and also, like, pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does have a sad sound to it, I guess. I I guess, I don't know, I love their sound, because, like, I think their biggest strength is probably their ability to harmonize, uh, I think her name is Victoria Legrand, her voice with the instrumentation. What a last name. Yeah, that is a cool last Dang. name. But, um, their, yeah, their ability to, like, harmonize her voice with the instrumentation is just great. Like, I love mm-hmm. in... The beginning of Norway, she's just doing like this heh, 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 like thing. And it sounds like her voice sounds like it's an instrument. Like the way that they made it sound, it sounds really cool. And it, it sounds very, I, I, I don't know. I've said this word like three times, but it sounds like ethereal, you know? Like, yeah. Kind of like, just like when you can, It's really cool. <laughs> when you could train your voice or when you could like work with your band and be like, okay, we all know how to play our instruments and we all know like how to sing, but like, well, some of them know how to sing, you know, and you like get like this vision for your album and then you like just piece it together because you're like 
so trained in, like, what you do or, like, mm-hmm. so able to, like, I guess, like, mold the sound that you make in a certain way to fit that vision, I think is cool. Right. And that's, like, when you know, like, you're, like, a good musician. You're, like, mm-hmm. well, we want to sound like this, so this is how what we need to do to get there. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, like, the hardest thing to do, whether you're making, like, visual art or musical art, like, taking what you have in your mind and translating it into the actual art piece mm-hmm. and getting it exactly the way you want it instead of just sort of having this oh, this is interpretive, and that's why it's not exactly what I mean, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that they nail that part. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of the album, Ellie? Well, I can tell you one thing. I had a headache at the beginning of listening to the <laughs> album, not because of the music, because of a stressful day, and by the end, the headache was slightly subdued. So, you know, slightly Beach subdued. does <laughs> have a headache. Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> yes. True. Yeah. It's Tylenol when you got Beach House. Get it. True. You should like advertise for them or something, Michael. Maybe you should do advertising. I'm not the advertising major here. Right. True. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Beach, Beach House. House is great. Um, um we're so very you... hyped to see them at Pitchfork. Now, Jess, what album did you recommend to me? Well, before we go there and before Michael rages, yep. <laughs> maybe it's starting. We should sing something that we all agree on. So mm. by the end of this, we can remember that we're all friends. <laughs> What's a song that you guys want to sing? I can tell that we are going to be friends. By the way, it's straight. Oh, how does that one start? Oh, uh, crap! Us in. I haven't listened to the I can tell that we are going to be friends. Yeah. Do you know that song, Ellie? I can sing that. I can tell that we are going to be friends. Yeah. Sure. Perfect. I remember the second part of the chorus, but I'm not going to sing it along because it'd be really awkward. I know that. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? But we are friends. I know. Hopefully, we still are. Yeah. Just remember peaches. Yeah. At the end of the rant. Oh, this is like this is like a friendship ending rant. Yeah. You just cue that song back in. You know. Yeah. Let's. Let's see how. At the end of the rant. Alright. Yeah, so, so let's let's stop like teasing them. Here yeah. it is. Here it is. The rant. Well no, let me introduce it. Please and do then it. I'll yeah. please do, please I'll do. cue you for yes, the yes, rant, yes. Michael. Before so, you just stomp all over the pod. <laughs> I'm just playing. You're good. Um so I one of the concerts I saw in June was Twenty One Pilots. Like Ellie was there too. We did not go together. But my friend Courtney, hey Courtney if you're listening, thanks so much, babe. But <laughs> mosquitoes are in my nose. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, her family won free tickets, so they were like, yo, do you want to come with us? And I was like, heck yeah, because free stuff. <laughs> so I was there racking out. I'm, like, a fan of 21 Pilots, but not, like, where I wanted to buy tickets to the show, you know? I'd already seen them two times, I think, at Lala and Milwaukee in the Rave. Michael, you're, you're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> and... I can really appreciate their music. They do a lot of different stuff, and the I know the spoken word thing isn't for everyone, but I do really like that part. Uh, and just, like, a cool thing from the concert. This is why I ended up recommending it to Michael, because some point during the show, I was, like, you know, like, just having this, like, breakthrough, and I was, like, life is really short, and if we want to do things, we should just do them. And I already have short hair, uh, or at that point, I already had short hair, and I, like, was planning on buzzing my head at some point because everyone I've heard talk about is, it, like, it's such, like, a, you know, liberating time, blah, blah, blah. Like, you love doing it. It's so easy. All this stuff. And then I was, like, why would I grow my hair out this summer and then buzz it? That doesn't make any sense because you just, like, erase all your progress. And then I was, like, if I want to do it, I should just do it. And I was, like, crap, I should just do it, like, tonight. 
And I was like, oh, man. And I, like, texted my brother's girlfriend. I was like, hey, if you want to help me out with this, blah, blah, whatever. It ended up being, like, midnight. I was at her house. Her and my friend Courtney. Hey, again, guys. Hope you're li- both listening. Tori, you're the best. Um, but shaved, my- shaved all my hair off. So now the GIF is not exactly accurate because I have a lot more hair in it than I actually do. But, but there's a new GIF. New GIF, yeah. It's sure. in the making. Um, so I think it was... The next day, and I was still jamming out to my piles because I was like, I'm bald, but, like, that was such a fun show, and things are going to be fine. Like, it's fine. And Michael's like, yo, you never recommended me that album. And I was like, just isn't a blurry face. <laughs> Why not? It, like, helped me out with my hair, you know, or just, like, and it kind of, like, led me to that. So I was like, yeah, that could be good for him to listen to because I was listening to it quite a bit. And now, Michael, the moment the- you've been waiting for. So I get for, the text. It's like, Jess, what album you, are you going to recommend me? I gave you Beach House. She's like, I, I don't remember exactly what you said. You're like, I know you don't like him, yeah. but you should check out Blurry Face by 21 Pilots. And, that, and at that moment, I am I literally laughed, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Because <laughs> I hate that. I hate them. I'm sorry. They're terrible. Do you have to say the I, word they, hate? Yes, I, I do. Okay. I hate them. They're garbage they're a disgrace to the alternative genre the fact that that is considered alternative you said rocking out that concert that's not that's not rock and the, the fact that that can be considered rock now is actually really depressing because like you know if you think of like all the alternative artists of the 90s if they saw that they would just be like what happened you know and it's really sad and you know can i pause you for a second? yes pause please just the artist comment i like don't know if you could say they'd be sad because why would they want people making music exactly like their music you know and it's not exactly like that so i think they could be like hey people are doing new things and like i can appreciate that maybe they're not rocking out to it or jamming or whatever word of your choice you want to put in there but maybe they could still be like hey cool but the fact that like the genre has like deteriorated that much. I think it's deteriorated. I think it's just a group who's successful and it is being different about it. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. All right. Move forward. I I listened to the album. You know, I had heard a couple of the songs. There's one, that one, like, uh, I think it's Stressed Out. Mm. I hear it all the time on the radio in Allen Hall. The bathroom. Every time I went to the bathroom, that would be playing. (laughs) Brush my teeth. It's playing. Showering. Playing. And I just, I developed this just absolute (laughs) disgust for it. And then the, it's like the second or third track on the album, and I'm like, I'm listening to it in my car, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! What am I doing? Can I pause you again? <laughs> yes, please. Every time Michael listens to Twenty One Pilots, and you know, sure, maybe he is a pretty okay driver, but he is also very prone to road rage. And I was like, Michael, you know, that is not true. <laughs> okay, from the times I've driven with Michael, I could tell he's has a tendency to lean into some rage on the road. So I was like, why would you put yourself in that situation? Listening to a band. You know, well, you know, get your gears grinding while you could be susceptible to road rage. <laughs> this just seems like a bad combination. But total respect because you actually did listen to it. Uh, I tried to listen to it. I li- tried <laughs> twice to listen to it. And neither time I could finish it. I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is, I can't. I can't do it. Every song sounded the same. I'm sorry. Every song sounded the same. The same electronic drumming. The same, like, crappy synthesizers the same crappy white dude rapping and it's like i I couldn't do it so i turned it off i think today i switched to the offspring because i was pretty pissed you're like let me get some real punk not that diy punk okay now we're gonna give the turn it over to ellie yeah ellie 
Ellie, right. who is, one, I guess, one of those diehard 21 Pilots fans. Yeah, you know, I mean... Say your piece, girl. Yeah. Don't go I, off. I have a lot of thoughts on this, so I'll try not to rant too much. But the thing is with 21 Pilots is, like, the first song that I heard from them was Holding On To You on mm-hmm. W101 KQX radio. And at the time I was a sophomore in high school, I went to see them that summer. They weren't big. I got to be as close to them as I was to bare hands this summer, you know, like three, four summers ago at Picnic. And it was like a really personal, amazing experience. And that was like my song for like a solid three, four years. And I just remember like thinking for since that point and until now that they're really not like alternative or rock or any specific genre because I feel like they're an accumulation of multiple things and I can respect them for that because like we were saying earlier we don't really need to put labels on artists like sometimes it helps to tell people if they'll like a certain artist if they like this they might like this but I don't know I mean no Tyler is not (laughs) like your standard rapper no they're not your standard alt band or rock band but they are something completely different that a lot of people like Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just not your cup of tea because you're used to a certain kind of music, but honestly, like, on an emotional level, yeah, on a I can jam out to this level, on a, like, we started very small and we grew ourselves on a genuine level, like, they're just really good in my opinion. Can I say something before you Go say for it, whatever? please, please, please. I'm just going to let you, you know, like, I'm ruminating, yeah, bit. I'm ruminating. Yeah, for real. Um, something that I found was cool, which is, like, I had listened to their songs like, a good amount. Not crazy. Like, I knew the lyrics, but not all of them. And, you know, when you, like, know lyrics to a song, but they're not correct, and you, like, sing them, like, you know that it's right. I do that so often. I do that with Tony <laughs> Pilots. Anyways, okay. th- I noticed just, like, in the show that, like, a lot of the stuff is dark-ish. Like, they'll wear, um, these, like, skeleton hoodies or, like, mm-hmm. have, like, certain, like, face makeup or, like... Yeah. They, like, use, like, the word, like, demon in their songs a lot, and there's, like, inner demons, and as, like, a spiritual person, and I know the band, they actually are, like, Christian and don't, like, advertise it, but don't, like, hide it either, which is a cool thing, and I wonder how many of their, like, super, like, fans know that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's interesting. And if you listen to some of their songs, you're going to be like, oh, this could be, like, like a God or higher power thing, but also you could interpret it however you like, which is another awesome thing about music. But, um... And this kind of <laughs> goes out to people who, you know, just kind of, like, taking the world, like, with already, like, this, like, bitter flavor in their mouth. And are just like, hey, like, that song is doing a really good thing. But did you hear about that, like, crappy stuff they're doing or, like, those bad things that they have? Or, like, it was in their past. Or, like, I just saw them do it yesterday. And, like, mm, like, or, like, with, like, this artist and be like, oh, maybe I hate them. Or, like, they're so bad. And, like, oh, this, this, and this, bad, bad, bad. I think what people have to stop doing is pointing out the bad in everything because sooner or later, those people who are only looking for the bad are going to realize that there's bad in everything. (laughs) Like, every single person has something bad in them because nobody has it all together. Everyone's a work in progress. Every group, every, like, I don't know, like, creature and, like, business and, like, corporation, like, there's going to be bad everywhere because it's hard to have something that's entirely good like 
from its like roots to its flowers. Very true. So that's my thing. But the fact that they were like saying like demon stuff, I think it was kind of like being like you know even if they're like this like fate like these two like fa- like popular faces or like have this sound that people really enjoy and won't come out and see and like sell out the Allstate Arena for it, like there's being like yeah like we don't have it all together and like you know right. kind of acknowledging this like darkness that's in the world which is not something that you know like okay this is gonna like be like super like big picture but even like with <laughs> terrorism or like you know like just random shootings that happen you're like oh god everything is falling apart, everything is so bad, like, if that's all you focus on, then that's all you're going to pay attention to, and that's just what's going to keep popping up on your radar, but if you can appreciate the good stuff, things will go a little bit easier for you. For sure. And then one thing, I know Jess and I have already said our bit, but this is Michael will come back to you. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Um, I don't know, one reason that 21 Pilots, I think, is so, has such a strong fan base and, like, has click art, this thing on Instagram where like fans make them tons and tons of art like Mm -hmm. I would say more than any other band I've ever seen and like just people really believe in them is because their songs are so personal to Tyler and he's dealt with suicide actually before Mm -hmm. suicide attempts and all that stuff and so a lot of people say that 21 Pilots saved their lives and stuff like that so it's when they go to a 21 Pilots concert it's kind of a very like uplifting and, like, touching experience. One more thing before we go to Michael. <laughs> okay. I think... So, mental illness is something that doesn't get talked about a lot. Right. And it's very stigmatized, and it's very, like... A lot of people are probably feeling it at the same time, but a lot of people feel like they can't talk about it. So, that's why you don't know other people, are like, feel it. But to have... To have a music artist... It's okay. So, be a person who has dealt with mental illness, dealt with, like suicide attempts dealt with other people who have had those things and have been close to you and then to go to a show where you know someone is like being upfront about having dealt with the same things and is okay like actually doing great and performing this like awesome music if you think it's awesome (laughs) michael um you know or just something that you could like share like just going back to the whole like audience and like musician connection but then having that other layer of being like we're on the same maybe not the same page but have that like mental illness like thing that isn't that doesn't make you completely bad doesn't make you completely terrible but is a part of you and like will never stop being a part of you you know mm-hmm. i think that adds a whole another element that maybe is what made them so big or is right. or is why people have like latched on so like earnestly you know yeah mm-hmm. because it's like music can be like a land, like a landmine or like a like a life preserver, like something that like does save people, which is super excellent. And maybe not everyone will think that about Twenty One Pilots, but if you are a person who thinks that, I think that's worth acknowledging the band for, because no, like maybe yeah. it didn't help you, but like it helped someone else. I do agree, but like that kind of that's kind of a theme that a ton of artists go for. Like that's not mm-hmm. a unique thing for right. Twenty One Pilots. Like I know I talk about them all the time, but Carsey Hedrest, their new album, literally <laughs> the whole album is just him, like yeah, his life no, falling right. apart. You know, mm-hmm. Titus Andronicus, that whole album is about uh, Patrick dealing with manic depression. It's not a unique thing to 21 Pilots. And, I mean, I, I suppose it can help people out, like, you know, because, like, it, it's just kind of whatever floats your boat, like, whatever genre you For like. Sure. It's good that, like, stuff ha- can help people with that. But, like, my problem with them, I guess, is musically, 
I feel like they just take the like popular things from different genres and kind of combine them into one, which I don't think it works very well. I think it's kind of appealing to the lowest common denominator. I kind of think that it's going specifically for money because if you're going for if you're going for the lowest common denominator, what is the point of that besides getting fame or making money? There really isn't one. So, I mean, and I I'm personally very much against people that make music for money because you shouldn't make art for money. Right. It should be like a way to express yourself. And I don't know, maybe I just haven't done my research. Maybe I'm completely <laughs> wrong, completely wrong about them. But sure. that's just the impression that I get based on their music alone. And even the artists who are super small or whatever, like, they could be in it for the money and just haven't gotten there yet. And it's just, like, the thing, because you can put up this image of yourself, like, through, like, press and, like, through, like, the internet and social media. And no one is actually going to know that person unless you, like, sit down and talk to them. Even if, like, I don't even think a journalist could get to know that person if they're interviewing them because someone could totally, like, lie to your face for an interview. Like, it's happened before. So it's just the people who really know those people who are really going to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Everyone uh, take a breath. Ready? Yeah. <sighs> we made, finished. We that made wasn't it. too ranty, was it? No, I think we were yeah. okay. Good discussion. Good discussion. Sweet. Friendships have survived. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. We are Moving on. Friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> are we are family? Or? <laughs> okay. What, we want to talk upcoming concerts? Uh... Yeah, sure. Let's talk about some upcoming concerts that we got. So, um, I guess I'll go first. Um, I was going to see Modest Mouse and Brand New this Saturday, Whoa. July 2nd, nice. but I'm not going because <laughs> I've seen them both already and it's $60. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So, like, I don't know. Personally, I don't think that's worth it. I can see Brand New again. Thank you. Just just killed a mosquito on me. I didn't me. kill it. It was well, a firefly. She, it was a firefly. And it's, gone and now. it's gone now. But <laughs> I can see brand new again. I love brand new. Me too. Um, I can see them again at Riot Fest because they're playing there. So that's not too much of a loss. Modest Mouse, you know, I don't. I don't think I'm a big enough fan of them to really want to see them again. I saw them at Riot Fest last year. They put on a good show. Uh, their singer was really drunk the whole time, mm. so it's kind of funny. But yeah, I don't. I'm not a big enough fan to want to see them again, especially sixty dollars in a, like a sit-down venue where we're gonna be really far away. Yeah. Just not not worth it to me. Um, after that, oh July 9th, Summerfest, my favorite music festival because it's so cheap. You can buy tickets the day of, fifteen bucks. So I'm gonna see Death Cab for Cutie, Ugh. and Julian Baker is gonna. No! Play for them. <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah, Jess was just crying <laughs> real quick. Um. For $15 on July 9th at Summerfest. That is going to be great. Um, Death Cab, you know, Transatlanticism is one of my favorite albums ever. It's absolutely fantastic. And Plans. I actually have not listened to Plans. Interesting. You know, maybe maybe that's the new suggestion. I listen to more Plans. Yeah, maybe it should be. I listen to more Plans than Transatlanticism. That's where uh, I'll Follow You Into the Dark is off that one. Yes. Yeah. They make beautiful songs. They do, honestly. (laughs) (sighs) Gotta, gotta love him. Gotta love Ben Gibbard, you know. Yes. So that's happening. Ellie, um, are you seeing any shows coming up? Uh, I don't know. I'm making future plans. Oh, you, you chance tickets, right? Oh, yeah, chance tickets. Those are coming up. was going to avoid that because that's something else Michael would like to rant about. <laughs> well, I already did in the last Yeah, episode. no, we can't uh, recap. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Go check out episode two. Episode yeah. two, yeah. Safe zone. The only thing I can rant about endlessly on this podcast is Carsey Headrest. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> It'll probably come up in every episode. Yeah, every episode. 
Three for three so far. Um, what I'm excited for is Pitchfork because I've never been before. Did not buy Lala tickets this year because it's just like Lala has some like bands where you're like, oh cool, that'd be fun to see them, but none that I'm typically like, oh no, oh no, I have to see this band because the tickets are expensive. They are expensive. You gotta be balling on a budget, so that's why I was stoked to hear Pitchfork was like sixty dollars a day or something. And Brian Wilson will be playing all of Pet Sounds, and I will be as close to the front as possible, probably crying. And if I could, if I could just say, Brian Wilson, if you're listening, wherever you are, <laughs> if we, you see a bald girl in front crying, we should just hug or let me interview you or shake your hand or anything. like any anything. Just acknowledge my existence, please. <laughs> because that would be so excellent. I'm personally excited for... I'm going to Pitchfork 2. And like okay. I said, I convinced Jess to go. We just high-fived. I don't know if you heard that or not. <laughs> Ellie might go. Ellie yeah, might, go. might go. If Ellie you know us go. and want to go, what dates is it? Uh, Friday and Saturday. But what? It's like July Oh, July 17th? 15th and 16th. Oh. 15th and 16th. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was 16th and 17th, but I mean, you could just type it into the Google machine mm-hmm. and figure that one out. The Google machine? Yeah, it. totally come and hang with us. That'd be hey, super yo. fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, But personally, I'm excited to see... Saturday, I mean, he's headlining, obviously, but I really want to see Sufjan, because, mm. you know, I will be crying during Sufjan. He's going to play 4th of July, and I'm just going to, I'm going to be Lose bawling. It. Yeah, I'm going to be losing it. Lose uh, I've, it. I've heard from people that have seen Sufjan that his concerts are, like, as close to, like, a, I don't know what the, crap, we're at a church. What's the, like, you know, I don't, I don't know what the like word Like a is. worship service? No, like, it's, like, uh... Like, when you have an experience, and, yeah, like, a religious experience, that's it. Uh, Um, So, I've heard that his concerts are like a religious experience, and that's not really surprising, honestly. Like an epiphany? Like a revelation? Yeah, like, you know, because his music is just so beautiful, you know, and, you know, I don't know. Dope. Illinois. We all go to Illinois. True. Fantastic album for when you're driving back to school. Low key. Um, And then Friday, (laughs) um... You know, Car- obviously Beach Car- House, Car- obviously um, Car- that band C. that I talk Car- about way C. too much. Car- um, <laughs> also, though, Whitney will be playing, and hmm. I have been listening to Whitney a lot since I got back. Um, and what is they're music really like? good. They're, I don't. They're kind of like psychedelic. They're okay. kind of. Um, they're definitely lo-fi. I would say, they're like lo-fi psychedelic psychedelic pop. I would say they're really good. Their new album is absolutely fantastic. Um, I saw him open for Unknown Mortal Orchestra. I think I already talked about that last episode, hmm. too. That was really cool. Um, but, yeah, and they're from Chicago, too. So, support you know, got to support. Support the local scene. Yeah, support the local <laughs> boys, too. If the you boys. like Smith Western. And the girls. And the girls, yeah. <laughs> and if the you like dogs. Sm- I'm sorry. Dogs are very important. <laughs> I love dogs. You all know that. Shout out to Sammy and um, Juno. Juno. What's Jess's up? two dogs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, another, another high, high five. five. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so they're really good. If you like Smith Westerns, they're like half of the broken up Smith Westerns RIP. Hmm, interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm psyched for that. Pitchfork is going to be great. It was great last True. year, and it will be great again. Yeah. Um, Unintentional. <laughs> I recently wrote a, a review about the Vet Brothers, and not to bring the mood down, but, uh, well, no, it's like a... It's like a happy and a sad because my great grandma recently passed away. She was 105, so a freaking that's rock a good star. life. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were saying at the service, like good life, whatever. But I was telling our editor, like, 
I need to review this album. And I was like, had my headphones in on the way to her service and on the way home. And it was almost like the perfect funeral soundtrack because the album's called True Sadness. And if you know anything about the Vet Brothers, they're kind of folky, pretty fun. But they incorporate a lot of different sounds on their album and stuff that I think, like, I as a listener was like, hmm, they haven't done this before. Like, there's literally, I don't know if it's Divorce Separation Blues or a different song, but that's like a title on the songs, which, like, people can relate to that because everyone knows someone whose parents are divorced or has parents are divorced, you know? Um, but one of these songs, this guy just breaks out and, like, yodeling, and he's just like, yodeling, yodeling, and you're like, what? Because. <laughs> It's like he's sad, and then he could just like sing like that, and you're like, okay. And going back to like the bad and good and everything, like sadness is important, but also like to laugh in your sadness, I think is also important. So, did you watch Inside Out recently? No, <laughs> but I, did you cry in that movie when you saw did it? Did I cry? Mm-hmm. I am a difficult person to make cry, but okay. I, I thought about it. Oh, I cried. <laughs> it was great. Was like, I loved it's it. not even sad. Are you kidding you know, me? Why? It's not sad. And I was like. Aww. Jenna, come yeah, on, Jenna, girl. come on. <laughs> Seriously, but I, cool. it's like so easy to make me cry. So I'm, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess it is like an Inside Out thing. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. So Avet Brothers, I guess, also good Inside Out soundtrack. But it was definitely a good funeral soundtrack, where it's like celebrating like the life, appreciating the sadness and death, but still like coming away with you know knowing that you lived a long time. It was positive impact, and I write about this in the post. Hopefully it can be hyperlinked here, and hopefully you listen to the album because I think it was pretty good. I yeah. give it a ten out of ten. Actually, it might have been because I was in like an emotional place, <laughs> but I was also like, "This is really good." I'm gonna give it nine point something. I was like, "Ah, oh, like screw it. I'm just gonna give it the 10. And I was like, "Yep, did that." <laughs> and it was funny because our editor introed the post with like, "Join Jess on her like emotional roller coaster ride, like <laughs> through like the Vet Brothers album." I was like, "Haha, jokes on you." Every day for me is an emotional <laughs> ride. So, but yeah, they definitely helped induce that in like a good way. Because, you know, sometimes you have the days where you're like, I just don't feel anything. Like, I'm too tired or like whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This album will make you feel stuff. Damn. That's Check good. it out. Yeah. Funnily enough, when you're talking about the score, that's exactly what happened to me with the Car Seat Hederist album. I was going to give it like a high nine. And then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just doing it. Ten it is. Yeah. I've listened to this every day since I downloaded it. Can't stop. Go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it happens. So I will definitely be checking that out. It's like folk, right? It's folky. It's folky. got a lot of different stuff too. There's one song where they just break out like the synth, and I was Ooh. like, "Yo, what are you guys doing?" And it's kind of like comical, but also like they commit, and it's only one track, so you can like deal, mm. but it's definitely a little silly. <laughs> uh, Ellie, you got any Rex? Any Rex? Uh, I don't know if this is against Michael Semeca law, but. <laughs> Vessel by 21 Pilots. I don't know. That's what I would have recommended to not you to get it. you introduced to them. I'm not doing it. Let's see. Let's that's fair. How about how would I recommend something that's more likely to happen? Let me let me see. Give I me. Think it's starting to rain. It is starting. Oh to rain. no. We gotta wrap this up, y'all. Yeah. That means this is Ellie. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> All right. I'm, Ellie, my laptop is gonna I'm die. Doing it. Here we go. Oh gosh. Alright, you have five seconds. Think of this the first is thing. Crazy. Five. Four. Uh, three. Young the Giant most recent album. The one that has paral- paralyzed or whatever it's called. The one that has paralyzed. Okay, yeah. I will peep that eventually. Yeah. No promises. But <sighs> anyway, 
thank you for joining us today on this emotional roller coaster of Buzz Yoki. <laughs> um, we really you know, appreciate it. It was pretty emotional. Yeah, it got know, like the anger and it got the. What are you doing? I'm trying to keep it from it's getting fine, wet. It's fine. It's okay. fine. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, if you've listened to this long, like seriously, you're a rock star. You're the reason we're doing we this. We appreciate it. Because yeah, man. we're 55 minutes in. This is an hour. Thank you. Thank you, Woo. our loyal fans. You're great. We love you all. Have until a good next night. time. It's probably not going to be until after Pitchfork, our next so episode. So hopefully we see you at Pitchfork and you can hang with yes. us. Yes. Hey. Front row for Carsey Headrest and Sufjan. Much love. You'll Go see hug me. Somebody. Yeah. Great. Bye. Bye.